uh, as um, earlier I did and spoken about it that uh, we didn't gain just at the first of the season so there was hardly any time. So the two strategies uh, were planned out. One was phase one which was basically to start filling the gas for the units which are coming without gas. Uh, and second is to convert those customers into manufacturing workers. So on the data point, 88% reduction in both have been as of now. Uh, all these three quarters data. Uh, some in some quarter it is 85 and some 92%. So average is about 88%. And um, uh, all the customers uh, who were importing earlier, they were a couple of multinational companies and Indian companies. So uh, some of them uh, they have shifted uh, to their own manufacturing plants. Uh, you know, like cables used to import, so they have they hold for the factory of their own now. Other than that, um, you know, uh, most of the people they went for the gas charging facilities and and now getting converted into uh, manufacturing. So I think uh, I, I would say that um, um, as far as Amber is concerned, we've been able to bring up uh, customers, new customers on board for manufacturing footprint which will convert into uh, a new uh, retail business of about uh, 800,000 number of units in manufacturing part because of this, this import. Uh, however, we still will continue to uh, gas charge uh, maybe about uh, 400,000 odd numbers uh, which will be converted next year into manufacturing companies. So either they will put up their own factories or uh, they will convert into manufacturing partners with us and in case they decide to go with their own factories, then uh, uh, they've already, uh, I mean, we are already in touch with them for critical component suppliers to them because uh, uh, if you would have seen the manufacturing landscape of our sector, uh, whenever a company puts up a factory, uh, they, they will bring up assembly lines, they will do some labs, and they will do some kind of a small rapid So, but majority of components, are uh, outsourced, like motor, generator, PCB ports, uh, sheet metal, uh, crossbow fans, injection molding, and we have a, we are like one stop solution, a very comprehensive integrated solution partner with them. So we become a one stop shop for various component needs. So whatever they decide, we will be with them. Uh, in a way, from a value volume perspective or value perspective, we will both be aligning those numbers here. So I think the majority of the imported parts uh, will come to Amber uh, from that perspective, whether through components or whether through uh, So it's been a good uh, policy intervention by government. I would say I really applaud this initiative by government of India. And uh, we are moving towards the self-aligned uh, sector. So in the next two to three years, we will see all the components getting manufactured. So being a very positive uh, policy intervention as of now. But as of now, what would be your rough estimate uh, of the business action that takes place in the country? What proportion could be happening by brand owners centers and what proportion could be happening from outsourced vendors? Any rough estimate that you can See, if you need a brief on manufacturing landscape, there are total 16 manufacturers in the country, we being one of them. And out of 16, 11 are brands. So, just to give an example, like LG has their own factory, Samsung is having a factory, Daikin has a factory, Kitaki, Blue Star, Portrait, Gold Towns, Table, uh, Carrier Mydia, they are all having a factory. 
and uh, other than that there are four or five oem slash oem people like us in the sector as of now um, 45% of the industry is outsourced out of which uh, we are about uh, 65% of that 45% and which converts into close uh, to about 24% of the indian market share uh, for us and uh, uh, so that that's the number uh, which is getting outsourced but uh, this uh we don't see any new players coming up uh, and putting up facility as of now uh, as we see however um, we still have some japanese brands who are uh, um, i would say brainstorming within their headquarters uh, slash boards uh, whether to start manufacturing in india or uh, or to continue uh, importing from thailand and do the backstage or uh, do outsourcing kind of thing so there are Two Japanese players, which I can't name them, they are still uh, under integration and discussion. Uh, but other than that, um, you know, people have more or less decided. So some of them have continued to go for outsourcing, and uh, some of them are still uh, calculating. Because and you know, the, the confusion came because of the QCO and the BE norms which got extended uh, in India. So uh, there was no clarity. Whether that is implemented, will be implemented or not implemented. Now it is clear. So I think within the next quarter or so that those people will also be. Understood. Understood. That's helpful. Uh, and if we finally look at manufacturing costs in India today, versus let's say China or Thailand, how does that start off? Uh, are we becoming close to being competitive, uh, um, uh, or are we already competitive? How long could it take? Uh, to, to, to really get there, and what do you require for that? Rather, in a couple of models, we are already competitive, uh, especially uh, in the model of window air conditioners and in the uh, outdoor units of uh, of speed systems. You know, uh, there are hardly any players who are importing these, uh, so it's, it's more or less uh, manufacturing indoor. And uh, indoors are are still getting uh, imported, uh, which are now because of the policy intervention shifted. And as the uh, industry has moved from fifty to water eighty, so uh, you know uh, you cannot bring in only indoor and then do the balancing there. So you have to have indoor and outdoor as a as a complete set. So mm-hmm. that shift is happening right now. So I think with the next energy table, which is going to be implemented by first of July. In 2022, after that, I expect industry to be 80% of industry, and uh, so there will be hardly any scope left for any more manufacturing work. We have to manufacture it, and uh, I think um, from that perspective, um, uh, I believe that uh, as as um, you asked the question that how much is the difference today from Thailand or from China. Uh, I would say that in indoor space, I mean, window and outdoor, we are competitive. You know, we we are getting them head on. In indoor space, in some models we will be a flatish, in some models we get negative two or five percent. Sure, understood. And this is what we are speaking about: the domestic market, wherein twenty uh, percent uh, uh, customs duty get imposed on uh, uh, on on imported products. So we assume that for export, maybe that 20% bridge is what what is still remaining, and that is something that we must travel over. You see, uh, if we if we see uh, the industry's journey, 
from uh, in last one decade from almost about 2 million units to almost 7 million so uh, you know economies of scale are definitely together positively and as we are thinking towards the 10 million mark uh, i would i, I think 100% um, i'm sure that we will be more competitive in each and every country but you know economies of scale plays a big role when 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 you are into that mass production kind of scale So today, imagine out of seven million, two point one were getting imported. Only four point nine were getting manufactured here. Four point nine versus one forty million getting manufactured in China. You know, so so that that uh, that that's the difference of the economies of scale. So with the PLI coming in, you know, some tight visibility will be taken care of, and I believe um, uh, this whole ecosystem will shift inwardly, and lot of inefficiencies because of the imports were there. Which were making us more inefficient. Uh, once you are depending on you know currency fluctuations, and uh, normally the manufacturing cluster was in North India. So imagine you are shipping 75% of value addition was happening uh, from imports. So you are bringing 75% of bill of material all the way to North India, getting it assembled, stoked, manufactured, and then sending it back to South India. You know so these are these are all inefficiencies in the system. So once the uh, whole component ecosystem is developed here, those inefficiencies of about those for 10 billion dollars that will vanish, and that that's the only delta today we talk about in any model, in any particular Indo model or whatever. So I, I see that next next two to three years time, uh, you know, we should be taking Chinese uh, and Thailand very head on. Interesting, interesting. Um, And, and just see when we look at value addition that's happening in the country, how would that compare with some of the other countries? Uh, uh, how is it really being progressing? Have you seen value addition actually going up in the last couple of years? And with this PLI roadmap, uh, are you anticipating a major shift over the next five years? See, PLI is going to be a very big game changer for the component ecosystem. Uh, as I explained, that up to 2019, only 25 percent value addition. Was happening in India, so five million air conditioners getting manufactured with 25 percent value. And now, if I talk about uh, next ten uh, years kind of a time uh, timeline or eight or nine years timeline, there are couple of research reports which are available, uh, like Boston Consulting report is available, then Boston Consulting is available, and both of them have cited the number of close to about 40 million air conditioners getting sold in India by 2029. So you can imagine. 25% value addition on 5 million, going to 75% value addition on 40 million. So that's the compounding impact on the component ecosystem which we are anticipating. And by 2023 or 2024, we would see at least 60 to 70% of compressors getting built here. We would see 100% of aluminium and copper getting manufactured here, and uh, of course, majority of motors and utilities. So by 2024, uh, we will start. Witnessing the complete change in the landscape of component ecosystem, so I think PLI has been uh, it will be it will come out to be a very big game changer for component ecosystem. And largely, you know, if you see last 20 years journey from half a million number to seven million uh, in 20 years, and unfortunately, all these components continue to be imported because of two reasons: lack of economies of scale to justify investment and Price uh, visibility from importing it. Now, since you are inching towards the 10 million mark, you you are already touching 
uh, you know, you are crossing that threshold on the lack of economic of fuel part. So that is the threat. Uh, the only point is the price visibility part, in which government has uh, put their best foot forward and given you a five-year window for 5% five incentive, you know, which is a very extremely good incentive. So uh, if you see from that angle, I think uh, now industry doesn't have any kind of excuse uh, uh, not to not to build the component ecosystem there. So and it's the right timing. You know, looking into geopolitical issues uh, and um, you know interesting shifts of our neighboring countries on their attitudes, stroke terms and conditions, and of course on on the complete uh, exponential increase on the container and fuel charges. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the right time to think uh, inwardly and be self-reliant. And um, I think you must all be aware about the kind of response we have received. There are almost 40 applications were received, and uh, it's a very positive and very overwhelming response. A uh, very well structured and very well thought of scheme, where government of India has given complete flexibility uh, to component uh, manufacturers. And even in case, uh, in some of the years of these five years uh, of the PNI journey, if you are, if maybe for a bad reason. Um, maybe due to a bad season, you are unable to bring the incremental scale. 40% of sales have been allowed uh, for components to do for other sectors, other than AP So, which is a very, very, very practical part of it. Uh, mm-hmm. So, so even supposing we are doing injection molding uh, for a component, 40% sales I can do for a project as well. So, that is allowed. That you will get with that incentive of complete uh, 100%. So that is, these are the unique things which they have brought in in this PLI. Uh, and I believe that um, a good response, uh, we will see all the shifts happening very soon. By next year itself, we will see that compressor plants are coming and started getting, uh, you must have seen news from um, Daikin and Voltas and uh, other companies who are putting up and expanding their compressor facilities. So, Hindalco has already given its note for aluminum and software. Even Metric from Malaysia participated in PLI, they are coming up with their property plan. So once these things come up, then definitely the whole ecosystem will be here. Sure, interesting. Aditya, before you, I know this is a very, very interesting conversation and I'm sure the audience is also waiting to ask questions. So, as a reminder to all participants, if you have a question, please raise your virtual hand and I will unmute you. Uh, so, over to you, Aditya. Uh, so, as you pointed out, there are almost 40 applications under the PLI scheme. A lot of them happen to be from brand new. Uh, right? Now, given that all of them would be expanding their own capacity, do you think this can have, let's say, a detrimental impact on some of the outsourced vendors like us, like, like us uh, with a lot more manufacturing getting enforced by, by brand new? No, in fact, uh, uh, as I explained, is that there are 16 manufacturers out of which 11 are brands. Now, brands uh, were not having an option not to participate in this because they are already manufacturing and mm-hmm. if their competitor uh, starts manufacturing uh, or expands their facility and these guys, others don't, so they will not be able to pass on that discount of scope, you know, availability or produce. So, nothing from, from our perspective, nothing changes. Uh, you know, like if I, if I take example of LG, Samsung, um, or maybe Mitsubishi, uh, or Suzuki um, General, Toshiba, they have not even participated in this uh, scheme. You know, 
So the one who has participated, they already have those components manufactured. They are not buying that those components from outside. You know, so for them and all the brand owners just to see, except Daikin uh, mm-hmm. and Volta. Volta they come up with a joint venture with uh, you know, some other company for uh, putting out their compressor material. Other than that, all of them have applied in 100 crore category only. Small sure. category. Ambar is the only company in the complete uh, uh, 40 applications which have applied for 400 crore. So I think uh, from our perspective, nothing changes. In fact, uh, for us, it has been a fortunate part that uh, both the Greenfield facilities, which we anyway announced, we were bringing in with or without PLI, they have got covered in the PLI. So we will be able to recover our 75 to 80% of the CAPEX in next five years time because of this PLI scheme. You know, uh, so that's a positive uh, for us and we are moving on time. So we will already be crossing the threshold of eligibility criteria of investing in the next five years in this year itself. So I think um, so we, are, we are good to go and, and we are quite bullish. And because of this PLI scheme, we have been able to add some new customers on the component scheme also. So that that's positive for us. Uh, we've added Samsung recently who was not buying components from us. And um, uh, we've added Carrier Idea also. We've added uh, so those Those kind of new customers have been added. LG is expanding our, uh, we were not giving injection molding components to LG, now they have also given us a bonus uh, for buying injection molding components from us. You know, so those, those kind of things are getting added uh, to the so I don't see any any large shift happening uh, in the com- competitive landscape point of view because of PLR. Understood. That's, that's interesting. Um, we have Harvin and Dave. Harvin, please unmute yourself and go ahead with your question. Morning, Jessica. Morning, Bhavan. Uh, what are you hearing from the customers on the outlook for the upcoming season? What in your view is expected to be the growth? Because you have had two consecutive back season. Yeah, so everybody is very optimistic as well as cautious. So optimistic because, you know, two flat seasons and um, one dip season and one flattest season uh, as compared to 2019. And, uh, you know, this this is one product category, if you see uh, history of last 20 years, whenever there have been bad, bad season, one or two consecutive years, this industry comes with a, with a very big bang and the CAGRs are maintained. So, uh, right now, nobody is sitting with a high empty level. Uh, this was a lesson learned from the first COVID year. Uh, that's, uh, that's a good part. Uh, the only, I would say, uh, the sector is still with tailwind such as uh, PLI and other policy interventions. Uh, the only detrimental which can be is the further commodity increase. So there has already been a 15% increase in the business prices because of commodity. And that is the only thing which industry is worried about right now. That is, uh, if the income then definitely it is going to be the new time, first time buyer. You know, the buyer, the buyer who want to replace the air conditioner or have to update their air conditioners. They don't have any problem, but uh, the first-time buyer who is buying, uh, who is shifting his uh, cooler into an air conditioner, you know, for him, uh, another 10 15 percent increase on commodity can be a detrimental part. But other than that, uh, everybody is bullish um, of the coming season. If third wave doesn't strike us, 
there are no partial or any kind of lockdown. We should see a good uh, comeback. Uh, I believe that uh, by end of next year, we should be able to maintain the CHR of double digits in the industry as it was happening earlier. Thank you, Mr. Uh, you mentioned you, know, you expect 80 percent of flex uh, units to be in uh, the next season. No, no, not next season, Bhavin. Uh, I'll correct myself. Uh, it, this B table is getting revised from 1st of July to be So, so after that, uh, the industry will shift to 80 percent inverters. So that means in 2023 season, you will see that impact. Sure. Uh, so, if you could just help us, three uh, years ago, what was the mix between window, fixed feet and fixed uh, feet What's currently and what do you see for over the next three years after the retailer change to me is implemented? See, window has not improved. Uh, window on an absolute number is remaining same from last four years. About 9 to 10 lakhs window are getting sold. This number is neither decreasing nor increasing. Uh, on the switch speed and the inverters, three, four years back, industry was at 25% inverters, which has reached to 65 now. Uh, six years back, industry had just started uh, launching inverter AC. When in first two years, everybody struggled. First, they launched with a delta price delta of 12,000 rupees. Then the uh, delta came to 10,000 and then 8,000 today. Uh, if you want to buy a fixed speed virtual inverter, the cost is only 2,500 rupees. You know, so and 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 you can recover that in thousand seven hundred in just one season. So the dealers are quite well aware about, and they you know this plus plus consumer is also is quite aware about today, and they are buying this new uh, inverter AC. I think uh, some brands have already touched seventy percent, eighty percent, like LG hundred percent inverter. LG doesn't sell non non fixed uh, AC. Uh, some of them are 70 percent and some are at still 50 percent. So on an average, the number is coming to about 65 percent. Last question from my side. The uh, uh, change you said uh, from 22 onwards to life. What are the changes uh, on the technological front? Which critical component will need the change, and how are how will Amber uh, gearing up uh, itself uh, for the change and? Uh, the kind of investment that we require to meet it. Yeah, that's the Actually, we were one company which were actually asking them to implement it from first level because we were completely ready. <laughs> so, others were not ready and uh, they went to government and requested them for a further six months. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, change, change will happen uh, on cases, on the on the size of outdoor units, on, um, on the fans and heat exchangers, uh, on motors. So these are these are the functional components which we need to be tweaked or or stroke change for getting more energy efficient air conditioners together. So there will be incremental cost impact on the bill of material to a tune of around the energy because of this change. Uh, if you compare apples to apples, you know, to three three star today versus three star or tomorrow, that will be kind of a change for the specification we need. Uh, but I think that's, that's worth it. If we talk about European and uh, Japanese markets, they're already 60 to 100 percent uh, And uh, nowhere it has been seen that because of universalization, uh, you know, sales are big. In fact, um, sales have always increased, and uh, it's a good thing. So today, consumer is aware, and uh, they are buying better premium products uh, you know, as compared to others. And now, even uh, 
window air conditioners are getting launched for inverter agents. So earlier, nobody was launching window in inverter category, but now two, two, three companies have launched window in inverter category. Thank you, sir. Thanks, thanks. Can I ask uh, Mr. Chenmai to please unmute yourself to let us know the phone and ask the question? Yeah, this is Chenmai from Reliance uh, Nagon Life Insurance Company. Uh, yeah, so my question is on the price, uh, price hike. So you mentioned that uh, 15% has already happened, but uh, commodity prices have increased, uh, uh, they have been on the up. Uh, uh, up trend. So, uh, I mean, further, how much uh, price increase is required uh, in the industry? So, price, uh, I mean, uh, you know, there have been phased uh, manner approach in the commodity uh, If I talk about last year versus this year, uh, total increase which has happened is about uh, 13 to 15 percent, depending on what And uh, some of the few of the companies, they were able to uh, shift this whole uh, price increase uh, two consumers in one go, and uh, most of the companies have uh, gone for a phased approach manner. So they have done every quarter they have increased three to four percent. Uh, but uh, today, basically, everybody has ended up increasing their cost cost by twelve to fifteen percent. And now, more of less, I we see uh, stability uh, in the pricing. I mean, prices. Uh, I think uh, if no more commodity increase comes, then uh, this should be a new level of prices from here on. Uh, so, uh, are the current raw material prices, uh, I mean, uh, do uh, the current price hikes or uh, total price of 15% or cover the entire uh, commodity uh, uh, price increase or uh, does the industry need to take further price increases? my question. No, no, it covers the complete price increase. The industry doesn't need to take any further price Okay, and uh, my second question is basically you mentioned that a large uh, price increase could be determinant in terms of new buyers upgrading from coolers to AC, but on other hand we also have a turnover to 300 price hike which could happen post July. So I mean, uh, so wouldn't that be a detrimental factor? No, because you know it is happening in July, so uh, the the real impact will come in the 2023 sales uh, and uh, in past also whenever energy table has got revised there has been uh, this new addition or a bill of material addition of 1200 to 1200 or 2000 also but never earlier we have seen that uh, because of the inventorization or because of this the table change uh, you know prices so what what people do is that people may not buy 5 star AC they may end up buying 2 star so, so that 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 shift can happen within the within the table of metrics of product availability. Uh, in case five star gets really expensive by fifteen hundred two thousand rupees, then as per your pocket, you will end up buying three star. That 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 shift can happen, but otherwise, on the volume increase, nothing nothing can. Uh, so my last question is on basically normally brands uh, with respect to a season uh, they uh, kind of uh, plan it out and uh, basically they place orders in the uh, in the current period. Uh, so how is uh, uh, the traction in terms of those orders uh, from brands to you and also uh, 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 versus if I compare to two years back? So uh, I think um, we are at. Um 
uh, pre-COVID level already. So industry has not touched pre-COVID level. Uh, industry went to 5.2 million from 7 million, and now at the current run rate, it, it is expected to come somewhere in the range around of 6.265. Whereas uh, Amber is heading towards uh, touching pre-COVID level, so we will outnumber the industry. Uh, if, if the, of course, the caveat that third wave doesn't type us in quarter four. But uh, other, because the reason behind that is that we've added some new customers and, uh, uh, you know, that's the reason we have added some new products as well uh, in this uh, two years' time. So that's the reason uh, why we feel that we will be able to outnumber the investment. Yeah, thank you, sir. Thanks, uh, thanks everyone. Um, I would like to ask uh, Apurva to go ahead and ask his question. Uh, uh, Apurva, you, you're not yeah. audible. You need to be louder. Arita, can, can you hear Apurva? Is it better now? Slightly better, Apurva. Maybe if it's okay with you, can I move to the next participant as I can get you back on this call? Sure, that's fine. Yeah. So, uh, Pulkit, can I ask you to unmute yourself to let us know that you have to Thank you. Yeah, hi. Thank you for the opportunity. Uh, the point of Dalmas Capital Management. So, just wanted to understand what is the current level of uh, bill of material? And what is the current share uh, that you are able to address right now? And how this changes over the next five years? That would be kind of helpful to understand the investment plan and then your market share there. So this has to be looked from uh, two perspectives. One is from the speed and second is from uh, inverter. In inverter AP, um, the largest contributor today is the inverter pitching board. Uh, in the bill of material, which contributes about 25% of bill of material. Second one is contributor is compressor, which is contributing about 20%. And uh, so we are already into inverter PC board category. We are not into compressor. And uh, we are addressing finite compressor, we will be addressing almost about 65 to 70% of bill of material. That's the addressable market for us. When we come to fixed speed, the largest contributor uh, in the fixed speed bill of material is compressor. Uh, inverter PCB plays a, uh, there is no inverter PCB in fixed speed, so it will be a very small component. Uh, that contributes about 25 to 26% of the bill of material. And remaining 74 or 72%, we are touching almost about 70% of the bill of material. So that's the uh, addressable market. In fact, we were not having cost for time with us. We acquired Pesco recently, you must have seen our announcement. Uh, uh, and that has given us a, a, a newer component added and uh, increased our addressable market while being very focused here in the region. Right. So, for instance, in case of inverters, 20% uh, we subtract compressors and 10% uh, others, and then 70% you can address. That's how I look at it. That's right. And, and within this 70% as well, uh, I presume there will be a market share that some is done in-house by the brand and something is outsourced and something is imported from you. Yeah. So, now how do we look at your share within this? See, the correct, the correct way is, um, I mean, it's very difficult to gauge because uh, even if we make a very complex metrics on where we are in the wallet share of the customer, so the way to look at uh, it is from a value perspective. 
Now, uh, the complete room air conditioner market is 16,000 rows, out of which um, almost 40% is added by the brand. Uh, when, when we talk about uh, their logistics, both marketing and sales and profits and distribution and logistics, etc., etc. Et so, if we remember, I mean, remove that, the uh, remaining portion comes to around 11,000. And compressor is not our addressable market, so we reduce that also. So, remaining portion is left is about close uh, to about 8.5%. Out of that, number uh, in finished goods as well as in components, if I talk, we do close to about 3,000 crores in that. So, so, if you talk from that perspective, we will be somewhere about 27 to 28 percent market share. But what we, what we um, uh, announced in the market is um, uh, as per the volumes uh, given by the, you know, so in volume, volume perspective, we are 24 percent. Where we used to be, we used to be 19 percent when we got used And this has increased uh, over the years ago. Uh, and what is the current bill of material per EC? It's around 18,000. I mean, what it comes to. Well, it depends from a model to model. I mean, we have 150 SPUs. So, uh, if, if we talk about a split system, uh, you know, one and a half ton three start somewhere it ranges from uh, 17,000 rupees to 18,500 rupees. It depends on which car category, what are the specifications inside, so many specifications get changed to bill of materials. And this share of yours of 3,000 out of 8,500 crores. And given whatever is happening, these are ballpark numbers. But I think directionally, this share, the share you expect can only grow up, uh, go up, or uh, uh, you know, uh, or because even brands are going to start manufacturing, etc. Do you think this could kind of maintain or go down broadly over five years? So see, our, our business model is a uh, very simple. Uh, our endeavor is that if hundred air conditioners are manufactured in the country, we will prefer all, supplying all those hundred. You know, but today, fortunately or unfortunately, we are taking 24% of that, 100. The 76% is not being catered by us. We, our endeavor is to have something or number in those cases. Because we are a very um, comprehensive uh, solution provider in the component space also. Uh, so, for us, it doesn't matter whether they want to outsource or whether they want to insource. If they want to manufacture on their own, uh, we supply components to them, and if, if they want to outsource, we are happy to give them the involved. So for us, the addressable market is the 100 ACs manufactured in the country. What value is bringing on the table out of the 100? So I think that is how we look at it, that in value terms, if we are if we are expanding our network, and if we are expanding our job team, we are expanding our customers, we are also horizontally deploying the components to increase the wallet share within the company. That's how we will continue to do Understood. Thank you, sir. Welcome back. Thanks, Pulkit. Um, uh, Pulkit, do you have another question? Uh, I can open. No, I got that. Okay. Uh, I can see Mr. Bhavan is back on the uh, in the queue. So, Mr. Bhavan, please, please go ahead and, and ask your question. Yes, thanks for all of us. Uh, interesting, uh, really quite the mentioned about the large investments that you were under the, uh, could you give us an update on those new units? Yeah, those of the units are, um, moving as planned. Uh, Puna, as we, uh, announced that we will be coming up in two four of this year, that, that's very much on, as per moving as the plan. 
will be uh, starting uh, as a mass production by mid of January uh, 2022. And uh, the southern plant, uh, one we have already started with the brownfield expansion we have done for Samsung. Uh, that's uh, that's on a lease premises. But the one in Sri City, which was a green tree facility, that is under construction right now. The work got hampered for 20 days because of extreme rain here, but now it is at, at contract again. So I think uh, we should be able to start that unit uh, by first of July or maybe mid of July. That's the timeline uh, we have kept for that plant. And uh, uh, so both the plants, both the green tree facilities are moving on that. Uh, second question is on the working capital cycle. Between the inventory being the 9200 days, uh, with the component ecosystem moving to India, do you actually see that uh, your inventories can increase and uh, is there a way to improve your working capital? Yes, maintainable uh, networking capital days is for our kind of sector is about. 40, 35 to 40 days, and uh, uh, we should be back on track by coming season. Uh, we got disrupted because both the COVID waves hit us in the peak of the season. And uh, I think when the component ecosystem will start getting built up here, we will not have to keep those inventories which we keep generally for months or months in advance uh, because of the imported uh, uh, components. So that will certainly help us to reduce our net working capacity. Uh, uh, and are you seeing any uh, possibility of improvement in the receivables uh, as well? Receivables, actually, we have um, already done a lot of uh, things. I mean, the new customers which are coming, uh, which are taken on board, they are at uh, 60 days credit uh, time. So we are not giving anybody now 90 days. The earlier one we can't change because we already uh, signed to that. So the newer ones are coming. So as the newer customers will play uh, a role in the balance sheet, those the reasonable number of days on the control will come back. So also help us understand that some of the e-com players that have uh, tied up with you for white label, uh, how are uh, they growing and how do you see their share in your business flow and Consequently, uh, how does it impact your profitability and the working Well, all, we are we are we are giving solutions to almost everybody. So, Flipkart, Amazon, uh, Alliance, Chroma, everybody is buying from us, and uh, we are seeing a, a decent uptake from them. The business with us is growing. Uh, we don't know about others, but uh, we are growing. I mean, with some of the brands, we have already grown by 30 40 percent. So, uh, online contribution uh, is expanding every year and the COVID wave uh, was an accelerator for, for this shift. So, I think, um, but but the branded ACs are also available online. So, so when we say that uh, the online penetration from 3% went to 12% and 12% has gone to now 15% in the FNB so has happened for every brand also, you know. So, uh, but yes, online uh, private labels. Uh, like uh, Flipkart is having Mark and Amazon is having Amazon Basics. So they, their incremental sales is growing because they have they are on a lower base. So the uh, percentage which is seen is quite high. You know, at 1 lakh, if you bring 1 lakh 50,000, you should be a 50% jump. So those kind of jumps we are seeing in online 
very useful thank you so much uh, sir the question is on your uh, acquisition of patio uh, so can you guide us to the thought process uh, what are we really looking to do over here how it will be helpful in the overall scheme of things and will this also be eligible for the tli intended so you know patio uh, the rational behind patio acquisition is very simple it is one of the functional component parts Uh, because of PLI, uh, lot of uh, customers they started uh, thinking about uh, sourcing it internally from India, and uh, this company uh, is a rightly placed company, which is having uh, uh, the products available, which is having uh, which has already crossed validation of Google process to build customers, and uh, which can expand uh, uh, at a good thirty thirty forty percent of CAGR uh, in coming years too, uh, because this category was earlier getting imported. So uh, and it came at the right valuation for us. So we've um, paid hardly four point two or something like that on the EBITDA multiple. So um, what happens is that uh, whenever a brand approves a functional component, where the final product performance depends on the functionality of these components, that category validation period is quite long. You know, you go through a validation period of twelve months to eighteen months to twenty-four months, depending on which category of customer you are getting approved for. If you are getting a group of Japanese customers, then it, it may take some time. If you are with the European uh, customer or maybe uh, American customer, maybe eighteen months, and few of them they do it for twelve months, and then after getting approved after twenty-four months of validation, you do not get hundred percent of your business on day one. So it's a gradual improvement. So this company has already crossed that leg of miles from one and two with most of the customer, and right now at a cusp of a good takeoff kind of situation. And it's a decent marginable uh, business, so it is marginally critical. It is ROC critical, and uh, it has come at a, at a decent valuation. And uh, for us, it is expanding uh, component, new category of component in the same customer space. So, so we'll be able to add our wallet here within the existing customer. That's the reason why we went for that. Uh, Fair enough. Thank you so much. Earlier in the call, you spoke about uh, Voltas and Viken looking to set up uh, their compressor and fracturing facility. Uh, we ourselves were having good plans on uh, compressors, and you had earlier alluded to possibility of a joint venture or a technology sharing arrangement with this with an overseas company. So, what's the thinking today uh, on that front? So, this is we have dropped that idea of uh, getting into conflicting situations with our customers. Uh, earlier, we were not hearing that customers will come up. So this was uh, now since highly already existing manufacturer is spending their capacity. GMCC has already put up a facility, and these two new compressor companies are also coming up. So uh, you know we don't see uh, a large opportunity uh, to to supply to these customers, and uh, you know it is a little bit on a capital heavy kind of situation. So we avoided that, and we take a cautious call not to be. Getting into conflicting situations with our customers. Understand. Um, and, and on the competition side, uh, uh, just see the, now we are hearing a few more players, the Dresden Rose, ISB, PG Electroplus. So a lot of people, especially after the CLI scheme, are uh, thinking of expanding their capacity. Uh, do you think that this outsourcing market may become a bit more competitive than how it has been in the past? 
um, or you're fairly confident of uh, uh, keep, keeping your position intact? See, our, um, I would say our business is about uh, scale and efficiency. Mm-hmm. You are efficient and not having a scale, uh, versus you have a scale not efficient, it's not going to work. Plus, it has to be pulled up with a complete R&D capability. So, all these companies which you are talking about, uh, you know, and, uh, they are largely um, where they were uh, in last few years. Back. You know, um, so they are um, trying to catch up. But because they are restricted to one property, uh, you know, it is difficult. Now, Ember has 18 plants in both fields today, if we talk about it. India expanded uh, to the rest part into southern part of India, and of uh, course, north, we are quite uh, aggressive. So, uh, I think uh, I don't see a big change until unless these guys uh, invest a lot of Mahavu uh, in, in uh, R&D. You know, uh, so they, they are. They are continuing to give solutions in the OEM space. This is not my address in the market. So if, if you want to give them tools, they will assemble manufacture for you. You know, uh, for us, we develop our own models and then give the solutions. So in number, 96% of revenue which comes on the table is from OEM factories. So that is that is the difference between them and us. So it is one is of course the scale and second is the R&D capabilities uh, we have and which we are doing on the and none of them, uh, none of our competitors, of course, from the geography extension, uh, none of them are as better integrated, integrated as, as we are. You know, inverter PC board capabilities, motor capabilities, cross flow fan capabilities, they don't have. None of them are. So, and that, that, that's the reason I would believe that, uh, you know, I don't think so that there, there should be a big landscape change in the competitive uh, part as, as we go ahead. And uh, we are further strengthening our, our scale and efficiency force in terms of purchase, in terms of productivity, in terms of bringing new SPUs and more efficient energy efficient energy. But having said that, I think uh, the way uh, the exponential increase is going to come in the industry, uh, there is certainly the scope of, uh, you know, uh, investing one or two more competitors in the industry. Uh, sure, that makes Precisely what I was coming to on the backward integration side, we've pretty much kind of seen you acquiring some uh, capabilities every third, fourth year, uh, starting from, uh, uh, let's say, uh, motors to then moving to PCBs, uh, uh, cross flow fans. Is there anything else that's there on your mind? Anything else? Compressor you mentioned uh, is not something that you now want to be taken up. Uh, is there anything else wherein you see scope of Integrating markets. So, uh, this what happened was in due to COVID, many of these small uh, SME, stroke MSME companies, uh, they went into a slightly financial trouble um, because of their, you know, uh, uh, inventory, poor inventory management, or stroke, uh, not having capability to raise funds at that right level. So, those companies are available at a right, right price. And uh, so as we have two two verticals, we have vertical in uh, room AC components, we have a vertical in non-room AC categories. So today if you see on a control level, uh, RAT and RAT components contribute about 70%, remaining 30% come from the non-RAT uh, components and solutions. So our endeavor in future is to build this metric to 50 levels. And uh, so we are looking for uh, smaller companies instead of uh, high growth opportunity. 
uh, I would say exponential growth opportunities and they come at a uh, reasonable value. So our acquisition strategy goes for two four principles. Uh, one is four F principle which we on. First F is that uh, the, the, the acquisition should bring direct energy to our system. Uh, we don't want indirect synergies, you know, uh, that okay, after five years this will happen and so, so is this relevant. So we want a very direct synergy with our business model. Second is um, uh, scalability in the business. We don't want to buy saturated businesses. You know, we want a scalable business where we can at least see a 10x, 20x kind of a growth uh, on the roadmap. You know. Then uh, promoter staying with us for two years is very important for us. You know. And this, these are the three years. And the four S is Hindi Wala Sasta. So, <laughs> so it has to come at a key value. <laughs> so, if all the if all the four S six, you know, we are able to go. <laughs> so, we'll, we'll, we'll see. But having said that, I mean, we don't want to leverage our balance sheet unnecessarily. It has to be direct energy, scalable businesses, and the right right kind of value which brings on table. And a lot of opportunities uh, are there today in both RSE space and non RSE space. I see in RIT space we are pretty much done uh, after acquiring uh, cost growth and capability. You know, we already have motor, we already have in inverter PC board, and we don't want to come into compressor that's a conscious decision which we have taken. So if uh, we may look for something in non RIT category, which which can be leveraged in consumer deliverables like refrigerator washing machine microwaves. Understood. Interesting, interesting. So uh, I think now uh, I have a yes, before you move to the next uh, the thing, um, I hope sir has more, I can spare another five more extra minutes because there's another question in the queue. But before I hand over to the guest, I just wanted to remind to all the participants that we have two more interesting sessions with uh, DT Electronics and Lava and the me to check the calendar. If you haven't received, to reach out to me. Um, I will, sir, do we have time for the next question? Uh, yeah, yeah, please go ahead. Okay. So I have the next question from Gopal. So Gopal is saying the unmuted please. Gopal, we are unable to hear you, so perhaps you are still mute. Uh, while we get uh, Gopal back on the line, maybe other thing you can continue. So, so far, whatever we discussed was mainly about the domestic market, about getting it both substituted, increasing value addition. Uh, but but the, the big opportunity could also be on the export side. Uh, that's a fairly large opportunity, the kind of scale that you always like. Uh, so, so what's the thinking around that plant? Uh, is it going to be component first, financial later? Where exactly are we uh, 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 in, in that evolution, and when exactly can we start seeing uh, uh, exports be becoming meaningful for uh, for us as a company and uh, for the country as well? See, exports um, vertical was started by us um, uh, two and a half years back, and uh, when the first uh, portion was for components, where we started exporting motors to US and Middle East countries, and uh, then second was finished goods. Now, uh, finished goods have to go to four milestones. The first, first milestone is to have the products ready. The products which we sell in India, they don't get sold in US markets. 
you know, they, they don't use the side token jerseys, they use top token jerseys. They don't use similar high wall mounted splits. They use VTAC floor mounted split uh, systems. So firstly, we have to be ready with those products. Second is these products, uh, our sector is, you know, uh, regulated by Bureau of Energy Efficiency Bureaus of all the countries. If, if in the Middle East you go, there will be seven different kind of countries having seven different kind of tables. So your, your product has to cross all that milestone. Third uh, uh, milestone is to have put in the door. Now imagine all these customers who have been importing from last two and a half decades from China or Thailand. So that 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 brings makes you a place where you get small share of this, which having a put in the door. Third is to increase the share of Fourth is to increase the share of this. So these are four milestones. Now if I talk about Middle East, we have already crossed new milestones. We have started off getting orders. Uh, so this 2022 will be having a foot in the door kind of a situation where we expect some, some something about 25-50,000 numbers to be supplied uh, initially. 2023 and 24 will be increasing the share of business in Middle East. In US markets, we are at milestone number two milestones. So uh, is ready. It has been already shipped. We have received customer feedback and now we are applying for these there. So, so again, uh, next one year we'll go through the process of these and then 2023 will be when we'll have a put in the door in the market. So uh, that's why we, I've always guided that uh, this will become meaningful in a mid to long term only. You know, we are not looking for a short term. But yes, world is looking for plus one strategy. Uh, world is now ready to handle them. And uh, in fact, with the cross-flow and acquisition, now uh, we, have, we have reached out to our customers who are buying motors from us. So they are happy to integrate this solution as a motor and a cross-flow. So that, that can also become an opportunity in future. You know, but of course, it has to go through validation processes and all, but that can become one more item to be imported, uh, exported out of India. I think uh, by 2025, uh, uh, that India uh, market will be at a decent size, so economies of scale plays a very big role. And all these inefficiencies because of because of components getting imported, ACs getting manufactured in North India, this this will be diminished by that. You know, we will be in the South India, products will be ready, components will be available from India, and all these inefficiencies will go on. So uh, at by that time we will have crossed those four milestones also. So I think that is the time when we then a meaningful number of exports will start coming. Understood. So that, that's on the finished goods side. In the interim, uh, can we start seeing component exports ramping up? Um, the components have uh, already started ramping up. So we are expecting motors. Uh, so motors, earlier it was 10% contribution of exports. It has already touched 22%. And uh, in that 22%, we are expecting a 35 to 40% jump next year. Uh, so I don't know how... Uh, the domestic and export uh, business revenue will be combined, but the export revenue actually number will grow by 35 percent. So that's what we are looking for. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, a lot of action happening. Uh, <laughs> it's interesting time going on. Correct, correct, correct. Absolutely, sir. So I know we have run out of time. Uh, there are always so many more questions. Uh, this is how, how it always comes down to you when we are interacting with you. No, uh, you can reach out to me directly anytime, you know, any one of you, not a problem, I'm quite accessible. So just drop me a WhatsApp and uh, or mail and you can get that. Perfect, sir. 
Thank you so much. Thanks for taking the time out. Thanks for giving us a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all.